This is Robert Marglacci, Chief Digital Publisher of the Mindshare Learning Report, Canada's Learning and Technology magazine. This podcast is brought to you by C21 Canada, Canadians for 21st Century Learning and Innovation. I'm honoured to have joined me this afternoon for a Mindshare Learning Moment, Chris Usi. Chris is the Chief Superintendent of Schools at the Calgary Board of Education, a position he's held since December 2018. He has more than 28 years experience experience as an educator. He began teaching in an Indigenous community in northern Manitoba, but spent the majority of his career in diverse roles with the Toronto District School Board, including teacher, principal, superintendent of success, and other executive roles. A champion of public education, Mr. Usi is highly regarded for his commitment to equity, raising academic standards, and addressing achievement, and opportunity gaps. His responsive and collaborative approach has brought change to how students are supported. Thank you for joining me this afternoon, Chris, and congratulations on your new role at the Calgary Board of Education. Well, thank you, Robert. Uh, nice, to, uh, nice to hear from you. Yes, uh, I'm a proud graduate of the TDSB and uh, always enjoyed our interactions, but uh you are in a new role in a new environment, which is, um, you know, highly regarded. Uh, it's got many uh, great attributes, and Calgary is not a bad place to be either. No, not at all. It's, uh, it's beautiful in Calgary. In fact, as I speak with you, I'm just enjoying the beautiful sunshine here in Calgary. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, well, I'll have to be sure to come out and visit next time I'm in the area. Happy to have you. <laughs> Perhaps you can enlighten our listeners on your transition from the TDSB to the CBE on how it's going so far and what's what's been uh, the biggest change for you and what uh, pleasantly has surprised you. Well, well, thank you very much. As you said, I um, you know spent most of my career uh, in Toronto. You know, twenty eight years uh, prior to. Uh, you know, to join in the CBE uh, in December uh, 2018. So I've only been uh, in, in the role for uh, just, uh, you know, close to three months now. And uh, it's the largest school district uh, in the province here in Alberta. And uh, it's, uh, it's uh, a district that is doing some very, very exciting work. And uh, I'm so excited to, uh, to join a group of educators uh, and, and the team here who are really doing some uh, some interesting things and uh, and so what's really exciting is the ability to you know the opportunity to work with uh, uh, certainly uh, some some fine educators here and also um, but uh, in terms of the question around what I you know pleasantly surprised me before I came to Calgary everyone was telling me how uh, what the weather is going to look like and how cold <laughs> what I have to prepare myself for but I must say to you that. Uh, both in December and January of this year, maybe I was just very lucky. The weather was relatively, uh, relatively warm compared to previous years, mm-hmm. and of course, February was uh, a reality check for me because it got really cold. Yeah, <laughs> same here. So I, I'm, I'm glad yeah. February's gone. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we are now in March, and I must say to you that it's warming up in Calgary. So, so I'm really. Uh, I'm enjoying the city. Of course, the biggest change is moving to a new city mm-hmm. and uh, adjusting to uh, to a new city and learning about the new city. But also, uh, that's also exciting because uh, I, you know, I was I often say to people that I run into in Calgary, so I'm like that kid who started uh, at a new school, so everything is brand new, right? Right. So I'm I'm just you know soaking in all the uh, all the new things about the district and learning about uh, the district and. Uh, and making my way around and meeting with different people in schools and, and communities and just trying to build those relationships. 
Fantastic. Now, how do your uh, priorities, if all, differ from uh, when you were with the TDSB? Well, it's um, obviously um, in my role. Uh, in, uh, you know, when I was at TDSB, as you know, I was the associate director there. Uh, right. Know, so in this new context, I am, uh, uh, you know, I'm the chief superintendent for the district here. And uh, so shift in focus, obviously, in terms of, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, the way one engages and uh, the work going forward. But I would say that in terms of the priorities, um, the priorities are somewhat similar. The, I would say that the my role in connected to the leadership work obviously is slightly different because uh, you know as uh, the the leader the head of the organization uh, requires you to obviously uh, pay attention to a number of things. What I would say to you is that um, you know uh, the priorities, of course, as always, is to look at the wonderful things that are happening across the district and to build upon the success of those wonderful things that are happening. Uh, we have a lot of uh, great successes to celebrate here in Calgary, but at the same time, uh, as, as, as it is for any district, Toronto was no exception, uh, you do have room for improvement. There right. are uh, areas where there are gaps, and uh, we recognize where those gaps are, and uh, so based on the evidence that we have uh, uh, in, in related to those areas, so for example, uh, uh, there's been quite, quite a bit of uh, conversation with respect to uh, the... Uh, outcomes around mathematics, but also, um, you know, the the success rates or the uh, patterns for students uh, who are uh, identified indigenous in our district. Right. Uh, you know, uh, their success rate is not where we'd like uh, them to be. And we are really uh, working intentionally to, to address those, uh, to address those gaps. And of course, the way you do so is to be, uh, it to be you know, to begin with, to find out where the gap, to what the, uh, where the gaps are, right. and then to, uh, to partner with not only community, but uh, certainly work intentionally with staff uh, to find to look at ways in which we're currently supporting those students and to, um, and to look at other ways in which uh, we can potentially uh, improve outcomes for those for those students. So, so that's, a, <clears throat> that's certainly uh, not only connected to that, but also students with complex learning needs. Right. Uh, and we're looking at all of those uh, those pieces as well. So um, we are uh, in the process of uh, right now, and uh, we're engaging in, in that conversation as we speak around looking at what those uh, outcomes are right across our district as we conclude the school year uh, and then uh, begin to plan for next year. Excellent. And um, so how, uh, in terms of mentorship, uh, it's vitally important to, you know, in terms of sustainability, of the future of education systems and whole system change. Uh, what have you learned from leaders with whom you've worked with that uh, will serve you well as chief superintendent for the Calgary Board of Education? Yeah, well, well thank you very much for that. And what I would say, and, and I think you will agree with this, uh, Richard, is that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's, um, it's uh, the work that we do. It's one where we... Um, we are very clear in terms of uh, what our goal is, uh, connected to the vision of the district and our mission uh, to ensure that all students are meeting with success. So one of the things certainly that I've learned from uh, the many leaders with whom I've worked, uh, not only in Toronto, but in, in other places, is uh, you know uh, leaders who certainly understand the uh, 
uh, you know, the power of, uh, of the collective. And by that, what I mean is that recognizing that uh, this work is not work that anyone can do alone. Uh, that, uh, you know, the greatest uh, lever that we have uh, to make a difference is to really uh, appeal to that sense of purpose, if I may say that. Right. A sense of commitment and, and uh, engagement that we have, uh, not only building those relationships, but, but ensuring that uh, uh, everyone is committed to uh, that direction. And so, um, as, as a leader, one of the things that uh, I think is paramount is to, uh, to be very clear where those, uh, where those priorities are uh, and to, uh, to bring people along that journey uh, yes. in a way that allows us to really be, uh, be successful, but also not to be afraid to make those, uh, to take those, those bold steps that sometimes are necessary right. uh, to, to really uh, to go one step further. So one of the things I'm really excited about uh, is that I, you know, I've come to a district where the results are quite strong. So uh, it's not like I'm starting from scratch. So we have right. strong results here, and uh, the the the, uh, the excitement is taking us uh, even to the next level. Uh, and you know, really committed to that continuous improvement and raising the bar, so that uh, every student in our district. One of the things we talk about is success for each student, right? Right. So, so that that is a that is a commitment that we make every single day. So that we often say that it's. Uh, you know, success for each student every day, no exceptions. I mean, that's, that's, that's really the, the language we use here. Absolutely. So, so that, that's always going to be our commitment, and that is why it's important to us to not only look at those areas of strength that we that we we uh, certainly celebrate, but also to be bold and say that there are places where uh, the evidence suggests that we can do better, and then to ensure that we are aligning our resources. Uh, working with all our partners, uh, you know, uh, to to address those gaps. Right. So on that note, uh, how does scale and size make a difference as a shift from one system to the no- another, if at all? Um, well, well, I've, I've, I was very fortunate, uh, certainly, to, you know, of the time I spent uh, in Toronto, TDSB, in terms of uh, obviously the largest district and the complexities that uh, are, you know, that come with that. Uh, I think that certainly the size of, uh, you know, uh, CBE uh, being the largest district on the side of the, uh, you know, uh, in the, the West, um, certainly um, presents opportunities. So uh, opportunities in the sense that uh, people often talk about large districts and say, well, how do you ensure that you have alignment and, you know, a system coherence? And what I can say to you is that, uh, um, you know, the opportunities here of having, of working um, in, a, in, in a district where the focus on professional learning and the focus on ensuring that across the district that our leadership is making a difference in student outcome in a real intentional way. So as I visit from school to school, one of the things I'm really impressed about is that the, uh, the consistency in which the teachers and administrators speak about the work that is happening in, in our schools shifting practices so there's a real consistent approach here in calgary which i find extremely satisfying uh, around uh, 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 system expectations uh, of professional practice so that is really exciting because what it does then is that uh, it allows us to be uh, to really focus on the work that the adults do in the building to improve outcomes for students because regardless of where the students come 
the whole piece around teacher efficacy right. and understanding that we have influence over those that learning situation uh, and that what we do matters as adults in the building, right? Right. And so that's a big that's a, that's a big thing that I that I noticed when I arrived here uh, in Calgary, and it's one that I see when I go to schools. Now, you know, are there gaps? Of course, there are. Right. And, um, so one one of the things we're trying to do is to ensure that what I just described to you is consistent in every school, in every classroom. Hundred percent. And that, and, and that definitely is a challenge and a good segue to my next question. Uh, you made your mark at the TDSB as an innovative superintendent. How vital is change leadership in moving systems forward to adapt to students and skills of the future? Uh, that's a very interesting question because what, uh, what it speaks to is that, uh, is that uh, synergy that needs to be in a district. Uh, if you are really committed to, uh, you know, to looking at... Uh, doing things, uh, you know, sometimes differently uh, in ways that will bring about uh, different results, right? I think I think we all know that expression about if you want change, you don't keep doing things the same way, right? Right. So, so in terms of um, in terms of uh, the work, uh, my experience uh, to date that has prepared me for uh, for this role. I mean, I think that when you think about uh, innovation. Um, you know, there are people, when you walk in a district like this size of close to 15,000 individuals, uh, of course, the whole piece around uh, leveraging uh, those expertise that are in our schools and workplaces uh, certainly makes a big difference. So um, absolutely, change leadership is, is important because I think what it allows us to do as leaders is to, uh, is to be mindful of the skills, the knowledge and skills that young people need to be successful. Right. Uh, not not only in the distant future, but uh, in the immediate future. So that uh, we know that uh, today learning is more complex, uh, more complicated. So it's not enough to just teach students uh, those fundamental skills, but um, more so we have to prepare students in ways in which they need to apply knowledge and skills in in real critical ways. So and also being able to discern or analyze information and use information in, in, in ways that will improve learning, but also in ways that uh, allows them to be really, uh, to, to apply those very uh, wonderful things we call critical, or, or, I mean, I'm sorry, we call, we're, we often refer to as global competency skills, right? Right, right. So the old piece around, you know, communication, collab, collaboration, uh, critical thinking, uh, you know, um, citizenship, character, you know, all those pieces. 100%. Uh, are woven in all aspects of curriculum. So it's not just, you know, you don't just study those things in just one class, but it's part of the old limit. So so that's a way of saying that uh, uh, in order for us to really uh, shift our focus and, and take advantage of the possibilities of what learning is in this new age, that we're Fantastic. Coming, in, coming in with a vast uh, set of uh, knowledge and experiences at your fingertips, uh, in terms of information that is, uh, you know, through, through a smartphone or through, tech, you, know, uh, you know, using technology in the classroom, uh, but also even more than just technology as a tool, recognizing that it's not just a game. It's not, again, just about talking about technology for technology's sake. Yeah. But, but using technology uh, as a real lever right. uh, of, of change in, in, in that learning, learning space. Uh, compared to the way things were maybe 20, 30 years ago. Right, and I think that's, you know, you may have heard the news recently, and jo your former colleague, John Malloy, uh, tweeted about it, that the provincial government is, uh, in September, banning uh, mobile phones in classrooms. 
but the, you know, when you dig deeper into it, it's they can be used. It's to the distri- discretion of, of the districts and the and the teachers to use it effectively for teaching purposes. Well, well, absolutely. So I, you know, I, I um, any thoughts on that? Uh, certainly. I mean, I think that uh, you know, certainly in our district here uh, in Calgary, uh, you're the, you know, at CBE. One of the um, our position is is that. Uh, there's uh, certainly a role for technology and that, uh, you know, the teacher uh, in the classroom and the school are in a better position to make that determination in terms of the value add. Uh, as an educator, personally, I can say to you that, uh, uh, you know, I see, uh, you know, uh, technology as, uh, as value add in the sense that uh, if used appropriately, it can, make it, it can contribute to a significant uh, uh, improvement in student outcomes, and I think that when we use technology in real effective ways, and I see that in classrooms when I visit uh, our schools, whether students are using their smartphones or using uh, laptop, uh, personal devices of different types, I think that uh, when it's used well, uh, it's quite uh, it's quite impactful. Right. Uh, so the question often is not technology, but rather how we use technology in learning spaces. And, and quite frankly, as I often say, I think we have to, uh, I think uh, that, that conversation around uh, uh, whether or not students should use technology in the classroom is not the most uh, effective conversation in my mind. I think the most effective conversation is uh, when teachers are using technology effectively, how do we make sure that uh, we, are, we are leveraging that expertise so that other uh, teachers can see how they can use that tool in the classroom that frees the teacher up from some of the uh, more traditional approach to teaching and learning. Right. But where the teacher that places the teacher in a different role as one yeah. as a facilitator, as one as a, even as a co-learner. Like when you go into a class, how powerful it is to have students using the technology in a very seamless way. Where it's not even it's not even noticeable that they're using technology as part of that learning. It's just there. It's a tool. Exactly. As right. we're recording this podcast using two mobile phones and a computer <laughs> on my head, and it's just it's transparent. Really, we're having a conversation, and that's yes. that's no different than than in a classroom. You use the tool, the right tool, at the right time to you know reinforce learning and. That's the way it works. So thank you for that. I noted you recently held a Transform Ed 2030 event to support teaching, teacher professional learning and student engagement and innovation. Um, I thought it was a really cool event. I love seeing, you know, through the social media on Twitter, uh, students involved as well. And so what inspired this? Well, that was that was actually an opportunity that uh, was just uh, came our way. It was very exciting. Uh, uh, Microsoft and uh, you know, in partnership with uh, Fair, Fair Chance Learning and uh, uh, you know, and uh, right, and we uh, were uh, that you know partnership. Uh, they were doing this. Uh, they were engaging in uh, conversation across the country, and we were very fortunate that we we're the first. Uh, to engage in that dialogue around the future of future of learning. Congratulations. Well, thank you very much. Uh, future of Education 2030. So it was uh, it was too good an opportunity to pass up. Uh, and this is connected to your previous question as well in terms of innovation. So then the question then becomes one of the things we, uh, first of all, it was so exciting. It was the coldest day in Calgary since I've been here. The, the day we held this, it was like minus 30 that day. And guess what? The place was packed. There was uh, amazing. When I arrived, uh, when I arrived at the venue early that morning because I was uh, doing a keynote, uh, so I arrived a little early to set up. But guess what? Well, by the time I arrived, the room 
was uh, was packed, and uh, wow. before we got started, it was uh, it was overflowing, literally overflowing. And what you know, so we were, uh, you know, um, fortunate to host that uh, session here in Calgary, uh, not to host, but to uh, rather participate uh, uh, that event, and. Um, it was exciting because it allowed us to have further conversations that we are currently having in our district, uh, even prior to this event, around what the future of education is. And while we cannot predict the future with any certainty, what life is going to look like, what I've said to uh, my team here is that uh, when I first arrived, is that if you look at the students who started with us in September 2018, those are the students we're talking about. I think it's important to put it in real context. Yes. Right. Those are students who, those youngsters who started kindergarten in 2018 September, are going to be leaving us 12 years from now in 2030. And whether we like it or not, those youngsters are going to be living in a very different uh, environment than they are today. 12 years may not seem like a long time, but in the const- in the in the uh, evolution of technology and the evolution of uh, innovative practices are affecting us globally with all the global trends around migration, around globalization, right. all those pieces will impact young people. So one of the things I would say is that even the students who leave us at the end of grade 12 here in Calgary, even if they do, even if they remain in the city or in this province, they're going to be impacted by those global trends, those global pieces of challenges that are out there, the environment, migration, uh, technological advances, and what have you. So the question is, ultimately, how are we, while we cannot adequately predict the future, we must be we must be prepared. Uh, we must be we must pay close attention to the skills, uh, the knowledge and the skills that young people need to, to succeed in that in that space. So uh, that was a, a fascinating conversation, uh, and of course, technology plays a key role in that conversation. I think it would be uh, I think anyone would. Uh, uh, would have a, a difficult time having that composition with uh, ignoring the, uh, the the place that technological advances play. When you consider that uh, our young people are already uh, living in a time and, and space where technology is just uh, ubiquitous. This is just their lived right. experience and their reality. And the powerful thing about technology uh, in this context, as we look at 2030 and the, the, the future, is that you know, regardless of the, what the student, uh, their knowledge or skills, uh, technology allows provides that opportunity to level the playing field. So, when absolutely. You inclusive education. When you talk, what are you talking about? Inclusive education? Are you talking about equity? Are you talking about closing gaps? One thing that is a, is an equalizer in that space is technology, and and so to, to me, uh, anything that we can do to really not only just talk about technology, but the impact that will have in our young people as they, as they transition uh, in, the, in the near future. Uh, those very essential skills around collaboration and creativity that I referenced earlier. Now, it doesn't mean that those competencies were not needed 50 years ago, 100 years ago. Chances are, if you look back, people sure. were talking about all, this, all these things. The difference, though, is that knowledge is so complicated today and so complex that your ability to communicate and engage in those in those places will really be determined to a large extent on how well you are connected globally, how well you are connected about the things that are happening not only in your neighborhood but are about in other parts around the world. So the I often say that the future belongs to those who create it. So what a wonderful opportunity as educators that we are living in a time and space where we are absolutely connected to that opportunity to to influence outcomes for young people and in many ways set them up for success in the near future. 
Well, with that, I thank you so much, Chris. You're, I love your passion and uh, vision. It's infectious, uh, exciting times ahead uh, in uh, the Calgary Board of Education and beyond. You are certainly making an impact and have made an impact in other parts of the country and uh, really appreciate your time this afternoon to share. Well, thank you, Robert. That's always uh, a pleasure to speak with you. And I know as well that uh, you, know, you are doing some uh, really, really exciting work uh, you know, across the country as well, around connected to this very conversation around uh, preparing young people for future success. So, so I'm glad to be part of this conversation, and thank you for making time to speak with me. My, my pleasure. That was Christopher Usi, the Chief Superintendent of the Calgary Board of Education. Be sure to check out www.mindsharelearning.com to get your latest issue of the Mindshare Learning Report. My name is Robert Merlanchi, Chief Digital Publisher of the Mindshare Learning Report. And next, until next time, keep the learning curve steep.